Welcome to the Short-Term Rentals Podcast. Here we share all of the latest news, opinion and intelligence from across the burgeoning short-term vacation rental space, along with thought-provoking interviews with industry leaders. My name is Paul Stevens, editor of Short-Term Rentals and host of this week's episode. For episode 27 of the Short-Term Rentals Podcast, I'm thrilled to be speaking to Matt Roberts, CEO of vacation rental management platform Vacasa, about the challenges he's faced since becoming CEO just before the start of the pandemic, the company's aggressive expansion strategy and M&A activity, and the progress of Vacasa's upcoming SPAC merger with TPG Pace Solutions. This episode is kindly sponsored by Flywire. So welcome, Matt, to the Short-Term Rentals podcast. Fantastic to have you with us today. So firstly, I'd like to start off by asking you to please introduce yourself, the CASA and the services you provide in the short-term rental industry. Sure, happy to. Well, thanks, Paul, for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Matt Roberts. I'm the CEO of Vacasa, and Vacasa is uh, the largest property management platform uh, for vacation rentals uh, in the U.S. And we're over 30,000 properties that we have on our platform today. And what we do is focus on the, really the supply side of bringing available nights to guests. So we perform the services necessary for homeowners that have a second home to decide to start to rent out that home and generate income uh, from that asset. And we take care of all of the details associated with getting that home up online, marketing that home, pricing it appropriately, and then servicing the reservations uh, such that we can turn around and get the home ready to rent out again. So at a high level, that's what we do. Fantastic. And great, great to meet you, Matt, for the, for the first time. But you know, we were talking just before um, we came on for this podcast about um, you know you starting this role and how challenging has it been for you personally and, and professionally leading the CASA during these unprecedented times, particularly as you yourself beca- only became CEO just before the start of the pandemic. Yeah, like we like we were talking about, it, it was definitely an interesting time to take on the helm of a travel company right before a global health pandemic with no clear end in sight. But I I feel like it was one of the most challenging but also rewarding uh, parts of my career to date uh, because it really allowed me to get very connected to the people behind the business and both in terms of our homeowners, our guests, and our also our, our team as well. And really getting back to the basics of, you know, how do you make sure that you keep and build good relationships during really unknown times and, and focusing on communication and staying close to uh, every one of them in terms of saying, hey, this is what I know and this is what I don't know but we'll figure it out and we'll get through it together. Fantastic. And kind of leading on from that last question a bit, but has this period, would you say it's presented you with any opportunities or possibilities that you weren't expecting prior to the pandemic? It's, it's a difficult question to um, 
ask in hindsight, but um, as a CEO, I'd love to get your perspective on it. Well, I think certainly at the start of the pandemic, when we were needing to make pretty difficult, painful decisions about how to manage our costs, given some of our markets went down to zero, it helped us to make sure that we were looking at every aspect of what we do as, a, as an organization and focusing our efforts against the most critical elements so that we've actually emerged in many areas much more efficient than we entered because I think one of the hardest things to do as an organization is to stop doing something that you started doing uh, because it has momentum and initiative and uh, inertia. So that was an opportunity for us to just rethink elements of our business that uh, needed to, to, to have a, some scrutiny applied to it. And I think as a result, we end up emerging with a more efficient organization so there, there's a positive in that regard mm. and um yourself vacassi you've been i think it's fair to say you've been pursuing this quite aggressive expansion strategy recently uh including acquiring of course turnkey vacation rentals maya vacation rentals and seabreeze vacation rentals so could you tell us maybe what your reasons for these purchases were Sure. Well, one thing that might help is just to step back and, and talk about how we grow the business in general, which is we have two main approaches to growing the business. One is just normal prospecting of looking for homeowners that could benefit from our service and then selling uh, the relationship with the local sales team. Uh, we call that our individual approach adding basically one homeowner relationship at a time. The other way that we add um, homes to our portfolio um, or to, to our platform is through our portfolio approach. And what that is, is we stay close to and build relationships with other property managers that are at a smaller scale and could benefit from both themselves and also the homeowners from joining the Vacasa platform because of the predominantly the revenue enhancement opportunity that we can offer for, for homeowners. And so that portfolio approach has led us to acquire smaller property managers as a means to, in many cases, enter new markets, but in some cases to expand the density of our operation in certain markets, which just helps us to be much more efficient. If you think about it, it's much easier and more cost effective to service 10 homes on one block versus 10 homes, you know, miles apart. And, and talking about those markets as well, what are there any types of destinations that you're specifically looking to move into uh, as we move forward from this pandemic? Well, there's still quite a, quite a lot of destinations we're in over 400 destinations today that is covered by about 100 what we call operating markets we enter these new markets and new destinations typically through the portfolio approach i just mentioned and there's a lot of really great geographies that are still to come um, but part of the approach though is 
really figuring out when is the right time for some of these smaller property managers to decide that they would like to monetize the business that they've created and have run for a long period of time. So there's no specific list to share with you in terms of what our next target is. It's a little bit more organic than that. We basically expand as the, the portfolio opportunities emerge. And um, again, leading on from that, you, um, the CASA recently uh, launched its 2021 top 25 best places to buy a vacation home report. And I, I know it's is quite a, an annual report um, that we cover quite regularly on, on short-term rentals. So what do you think should be some of the, the key takeaways for, for buyers to take from this report? Well, I think there's still a quite a few places that represent attractive opportunities. I think it's not lost on anybody that prices have significantly increased. Uh, second home sales were up 16% in 2020. And then part of our report revealed that more than 70% of the current buyers are searching for their first ever vacation rental property. I think you know that's a significant increase above the 46% in 2019 were first-time buyers. So I think the, the pandemic from a backdrop perspective has had more people interested in the idea of having a second home, a place to get away to. Uh, and now it's a matter of where can they find someplace that meet their financial criteria as well. What we're finding is more and more people as they're looking to purchase a second home, are starting to really consider the rental opportunity in the economic decision factor. So for example, if they could have afforded a $600,000 home before, now they can afford an $800,000 home, which might make the difference between being competitive and as a buyer in a particular market or not. Mm. So we, we feel great about our role in helping people enable them to actually even purchase the home. The analysis from the report too was, you know, the, there's quite a few turnovers in terms of, you know, who's in the top list. Uh, we also are showing that the mortgage rate locks sort of are cooling off a bit for second homes, which might mean, you know, that there's a little bit more uh, affordability in the inventory coming our way. Uh, the Gatlin, Berg, Tennessee claimed our number one spot this year. It was number four in 2020. And basically new markets claim more than half of the spots in 2021. So there seems to be an expansion of second home you know, uh, geographies that we're, that we're seeing. It's, it's not atypical for our report, but this year was more pronounced. Sure. And uh, of course, moving swiftly on to uh, something that's been very important that you've been uh, announcing quite recently, but following your um, $108 billion Series D investment round led by Silver Lake last year and your upcoming SPAC merger with TPG Pace Solutions, how well positioned uh, will Vacasa be to emerge from this pandemic in your opinion? incredibly well positioned. Uh, we already, the business is performing uh, very, very strongly. And the opportunity to add incremental capital 
that we can deploy in two predominant areas. One is our plan is to triple the dollars that we're spending on technology and development, which is the foundation of everything that we do. We're, we're a technology company that enables us to do the services and provide the value to value to homeowners, guests, and even our own team members. So tripling our development dollars is going to take an already strong platform and just accelerate that its innovation and its capabilities. The second is in growth of the platform. I think having more capital available for things like our portfolio approach uh, in terms of uh, being able to acquire smaller property managers, in addition to just increasing significantly our direct sales uh, approach. So those are the two areas of focus for the incremental capital. And then in general, just always a good idea to have more, more cash on your balance sheet than less. Uh, thank you, Matt. And, and final question. And I don't really know how much you can disclose right now, but um, is there any kind of information maybe when we can expect to hear a bit more news about this upcoming SPAC merger that's very exciting for you? Sure. Well, we uh, have filed our S4 document with the SEC and they're going through their review process right now. And so our expectation is this fall and we'll be trading uh, under the ticker symbol VCAS. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to uh, hearing more about that very soon. Uh, I'd like to thank you uh, very much, Matt, for joining me on today's podcast. Really hope you enjoyed our conversation and, and thanks again for your time. Thanks, Paul. I really did. Appreciate it. Short-term rentals would just like to clarify that the castle will actually trade under the ticker symbol VCSA and not VCAS, as was mistakenly quoted in our interview with Matt. Thanks for listening to this week's Short-Term Rentals podcast and a big thank you again to Flywire for sponsoring this episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with industry news, head on over to shorttermrentals.com and sign up to our weekly e-newsletters 